Hello and welcome back to our podcast series where we ask Pastor Jeremy anything. I'm your host Natalia and we're back in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. In this podcast we take up questions and doubts any believer has. So the first question for today is does God still communicate through visions and dreams? And that's a tricky question because in Christendom we have people on both ends of the spectrum of this uh, belief as well as everyone in between. But for the most part nobody has a clue what it's all about. and those who are big on visions and dreams are really big on it and rely on it as if it were um all that you know they're waiting for and those who don't know about it or believe against it totally wipe it out and uh, dismiss all claims to any kind of uh, revelation through vision and dreams my position is what uh, i'm going to share with you and it may not be in agreement with many of you whom i respect and love uh but I need to stand with what I believe and I need to also share with those who are under my teaching what I believe and what we need to understand. Are dreams and visions still applicable today? We have to go back to the story of revelation right from the beginning of time. As God began a relationship with Adam and Eve, the very first form of revelation was God himself and God had a relationship with Adam and Eve and they knew him and he knew them. then there was a break in that relationship and with every passing generation there was less and less of an immediate uh, engagement with god himself and until that happens again we are now as men relying on revelation the first chapter of revelation is creation as you look around all over the place there is creation and there is uh, enough evidence that there is a god and that he needs to be sought he needs to be worshiped and he is magnanimous and he is beautiful and he is amazing the second chapter of revelation is conscience conscience is uh, what god has written in your hearts as a sign and testament of his existence and a prompter to seek him so the bible says eternity has been written in the hearts of men and we know instinctively romans chapter 1 says what they knew instinctively they suppressed uh, in unrighteousness so every man knows that god is and that god needs to be sought and that god is the ultimate judge of all things uh so conscience is the second chapter of god's revelation your heart tells you your your mind knows deep inside that that there is a god even the uh, atheists and agnostics also know that there is a god which is why they have to work so hard to dismiss him and then you've got the third which is the lord jesus christ who is the ultimate final revelation of god and god's will for us what has been documented from creation to christ is scripture and scripture is the written form of god's revelation scripture is what god was telling people through his prophets and uh, 2, 2 timothy 3:16 talks about this how he spoke through men and 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 guided their hands and guided their hearts and minds to write down what he preserved to be his will and testament So that is the background of revelation. Once you understand that God wanted to reveal his will and purposes to man globally, corporately to the whole human race and then to every human being for salvation and then furthermore now about the future, we understand that God speaks to all men together in one way and it is a common general way and not open to interpretation, open to every man's quote unquote opinion that is the basis that is the fundamental 
understanding of revelation. When you break it down to individual revelation, that God is speaking to you personally, God is revealing things to you personally, you are on shaky ground. You are walking on thin ice. Go back. God revealed his word through prophets, through apostles, and once the word was written down, it was completed. And in Revelation, God sealed the book at the end, and he said no one would add one word to this. It is done. It is sealed. Now, those who believe in uh, dreams and visions are going to uh, say, no, 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 this is, this is not about that, God's general plan and purposes. This is about how God leads the believer. How God leads, now I totally agree with that. I totally am with you on that. But let me make a distinction here. First and foremost, the main question, does God still speak through visions and dreams? Yes and no. No, because he does not give any new revelation about salvation, about grace, about sanctification, about the law, about heaven, hell, future, nothing. It is complete. All revelation that is general about salvation, about God's will is complete. And to add to that is dangerous. Personal revelation is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a person to reveal that Christ is who he really is. That's a revelation. That you are to follow Christ in every day of your life. So we talk about the prompting of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of God prompts you. But in that, he uses scriptures because scriptures is enough. The Bible says the scriptures are enough for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. All you need is in the scriptures. If you think you need more than the 66 books of the Bible, if you think you need to exit that, close the Bible and wait for direct revelation from God, it is, a, it is an act of adamant rebellion saying, I do not want to hear what you have already said. I want you to tell me what I already want you to tell me. I want you to tell me what I already want. I want something else. I want something supernatural or something that's exclusive for me. So that is my problem with dreams and visions. If it is about some Muslim in some Islamic country having a revelation of, the, of Jesus Christ, if there's anything to do with Jesus himself revealing who Christ himself, I still believe that there are visions and dreams. I still believe because scriptures are not able to reach you. You're in some sub-Saharan desert, you're in some jungle, you're in some you know, uh, remote place where scriptures are not able to reach you. The heart of God will reach you in some other way. And it will, because the Holy Spirit is moving around the globe and he's drawing all men to Christ. So if it has to do with salvation and the revelation of who Jesus is, I'm totally with you on the visions and dreams. If it has to do with which building you're going to build on how much acres of land, if it has to do with what you think anyone else should do or who someone else should marry, when you talk about visions and dreams coming to one person for as a word from God to another person, or even to the church in general, where God uses a random believer who can't even make it to church on time, but suddenly they've got a word from God. You, you're stepping on thin ice. You're really playing with fire. And it has now gotten to a point where anything goes without verification, without, uh, without testing, and without question. As if to say that if I say I heard this from the Lord, 
you can't question it. I don't even have to substantiate it with scripture. I don't even have to back it up with my life or my my calling. I can just say God spoke to me and everybody has to drop and uh, drop everything and listen to me. That's the extent to which people have gone to play. And I use that word deliberately to play around with visions and dreams. And to say that something is from the Lord is tantamount to saying that it is the word of the Lord. So you are you are now playing with what we call extra biblical revelation. Revelation that is outside scripture, but equates itself with scripture, both in value and in uh, in authority. So when a man goes around saying, thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord, and, it, and the Lord never said thus, he is playing with fire. When a man gets up on stage and, and, uh, and claims himself to be uh, an apostle of the Lord or claims himself to be uh, a servant of the Lord or a messenger of God, saying that God spoke to him directly, you got to stop and take uh, note of that. It is wrong. When someone says that they have been to heaven or they have had a heavenly experience or they have met Jesus and Jesus told them this personally, it's wrong. Now you say, Pastor Jeremy, why are you going so far with it? Because that's how far you've gone. That's how far everybody is going with it. Because once you open yourself up to dreams and visions, where do you draw the line? Who decides? Who decides what's right and wrong? Who decides who's to be trusted, who's not to be trusted? So I am categorically saying that no, visions and dreams are not ended. Because God can speak to you no matter what. I'm not putting God in a box and saying he can't speak through visions and dreams. But what I am defending is revelation itself. And oftentimes you're going to find that people who have received visions and dreams receive it for somebody else. God doesn't seem to tell them on anything themselves about their lives. But they seem to tell somebody about somebody else. And immediately you are now moving back into heresy where like the Catholic teaching or the Arabic teaching where you say God's revelation is only in one particular language. And it excludes a majority of people. Or God's revelation is to only one particular clergy. Talk about the medieval times when only the clergy that knew Latin were able to read scriptures. And the general public were not able to read scriptures. They were not able to grow in their walk with God, grow in their knowledge of God. They were not able to have a relationship with God based on the word of God. And they had to be through the priestly group, through the, the clergy. And the clergy abused and used that situation to their advantage. So that's an example, right? So the moment you become the conduit, the medium for God's revelation, and you uh, you speak against heretically God's current view, which is everyone is welcome into the holiest of holies. Everyone has the Holy Spirit, and everyone has the scriptures in their hands, in their language. And then you suddenly you you come in and say, no, oh, oh, put all of that aside. Let me tell you what God is. If, if that's the direction you're going in, and on from that perspective you're defending visions and dreams, um, I have to disagree with you, and I have to uh, warn you to be very, very careful. If you're asking, can God still reveal Jesus uh, and who Jesus is, and can God still, to a dying child, to a, uh, to, 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 to a person in a dictatorial or Islamic state or in some other part of the world where the gospel is completely cut off in a Buddhist or a Hindu nation where the gospel is completely cut off and Jesus wants to make his way through to somebody who really wants to know Christ, someone seeking after Christ, and he used a vision and dream, I'm with you, man. I'm, God can do that. 
God can do anything he wants, but he's not going to do anything you want. And you've got to be careful as to, and to be discerning as to what exactly that vision and dream is all about. Today, in today's day and age, in the church, where you have all the body of Christ and the giftedness of all the body of Christ, do you need visions and dreams? No, you do not. God's revelation is, is complete. Do people still have visions and dreams? Yes, they do. And I would like to think that this is their own fears or their own ambitions and dreams speaking to them and God confirming or affirming their own desires. Because if God gave me a vision to reach all of Christ, all of uh, Delhi for Christ, I'd like to run with that vision. I can see it in my head. So this is a matter of visual vision. I can see a church full of people of first generation believers. I can see a choir that's that's singing in four or five part harmony for the Lord. I can see uh, many young people going into ministry and going into missions. You've got to see it before you can make it happen. You talk to me about those visions, oh, by all means, I'm with you. Let's be careful and let's use language carefully, language that can be backed up and substantiated by scripture. I'd love to hear more of what you think about this and any other questions you might have. Okay, then what about prophecy and prophets in today's day and age? Yeah, I guess that would be the automatic next part of the discussion here because when I talked about visions and dreams, I was I was referring to everybody. People generally believe that anyone and everyone can get visions and dreams. And they usually quote one verse from the from the book of Joel, which is one chapter and one particular situation, one scenario. At the cost of everything else in that very same verse, they choose in the last days, uh, young men will see dreams and visions, young women and, and everybody, God will speak through every. That's a particular event for a particular time, and that is yet to happen. It is not yet happened, but that's my position. So are there prophets and are there prophecies? Let me approach this from two ways. One is the general biblical stand. The general biblical stand is that God, who in sundry times spoke through the prophets, has in these last days, Hebrews chapter 1, has in these last days spoken through his last and final revelation, his son. His son is the culmination and the completion of all revelation. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn of all creation. And he is the glory and the brightness of his being. And after Jesus, there is no need for any revelation. So if a person has Jesus, and no one needs any further prophecy or revelation post-Jesus. Jesus is the full and final revelation. So you want to talk to me more about Jesus? Let's talk about revelation. When we talk about prophets, they were people, sinful men and women of old, who God used to bring about his will and guidance to his people, to warn of doom, to warn of judgment, to warn of enemies. And they were to be consulted before an army went to war, etc., etc. So prophets had a role in the past. And prophets, the Bible says, were the foundations. The apostles and prophets were the foundation of the church. And you build a foundation once, then you build on top of what they've built. And once Christ came, he is now the son in the house. Hebrews chapter 4. He is now the son in the house. Moses was a servant in the house. That's Moses is a prophet. And these are the people who serve the household. But when the son has come, the revelation is complete and God has now revealed himself through Jesus in completion. 
So the role of prophets is unnecessary anymore because revelation is complete. So anyone who calls himself a prophet is doing so on his own authority and is not a product of God. Are there any prophecies that people can make right now about the future? Everything that God wants to say about the future has been said all the way into Revelation. And has we have been warned not to add anything to that. So there are no more prophecies that are to be made, only fulfilled. All the prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled pertain to Israel or pertain to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. These two. And then pertain to life after death, which is what God has planned for the church in, in, in eternity. So these prophecies are already given and are complete and do not need to be added on to or interpreted or tweaked. Therefore, even prophecies are complete. So prophets are no longer needed. Prophecies are complete. We are now to act on that. Thanks for joining. And if you have any questions, please write to us at pscjeremy at gmail.com or comment if you're watching this on YouTube or any of the podcast apps which have that available. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and we'll see you in the next podcast.